Welcome back to the podcast, listeners. I'm here in Lincoln, Nebraska with my co-host, Alyssa Allman. Hey, guys. And we have Kent Seavers in the house and just finished an incredible interview with him. So, Alyssa, what stuck out to you about Kent's interview? I really liked that he talked a lot about time management and prioritizing, mostly because that's something that's really important to me in my life, but it's something I didn't learn until way later on, like when I was mm-hmm. in college. And yeah. I feel like if I had learned it in high school, things going into college would have been a lot easier for me just because, I mean, college is just a lot to balance and Kent mm-hmm. is balancing a lot of stuff. He's balancing a full-time job, a side gig, a wife, and a five-month-old baby at home. And so yeah. it was really refreshing to have somebody on the podcast who has already been kind of through the ringer. Mm-hmm. He's already done all the stuff we've kind of been talking about. And so he he has insight on what it's like on the other side, so the to other speak. Side. <laughs> yeah, our first grown-up. Yeah, exactly. With air quotes. <laughs> Um, it's been really great to have as our first, like I said, our first grown up interview. Um, what stuck out to me is his journey to get to where he is now. So he studied German in college and then actually went to Germany to study abroad where he learned how important it is to develop great relationships and how important it is to work hard. And that lived experience is something that is irreplaceable and which has led him to where he is now. Um, And so he talks a lot about that um, benefits and things that have been very rewarding, but also the tough things. And you talked about time management and that being one of them. Um, And so I feel very inspired after this interview um, and can't wait to get it out to our students. Um, and yeah, also another thing is his curiosity. Yeah. Um, he is a very curious human being and loves to try new things. Um, and which it was really fun to talk with him. Like after our podcast, we actually sat around talking for another hour because he knows a lot about a lot of things. Um, and is very passionate about them too. And I like too that he, he said the cliche thing, be yourself, be who you Mm -hmm. are. But he said it in a different way that just If I would have heard it in high school, it would have clicked a lot better than just the standard be who you are and not who someone thinks you are. Like he talks a lot about how he probably could have avoided some problems in his life if he had just done what he wanted to do rather than what he thought other people were Mm -hmm. thinking he should do. And he offers a nice little twist on that common cliche that I think a lot of our listeners probably get told a lot. Absolutely. You are so right. So with that being said, we're going to jump right into the podcast and we hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Creator's Life Podcast, where we sit down with young professionals, dreamers, and doers to learn more about how they do what they do. We are your hosts, Sarah and Alyssa, and we can't wait to share their stories. Hey guys, welcome back to week four of the Creator's Life Podcast. This week we are sitting down with Kent Seavers, who is a kind of a co-worker of both Sarah and I so I'm gonna let Sarah kind of do the intro for him just because they work together on a daily basis so we're really excited to introduce you to him and get this podcast started yeah welcome to the show Ken thank it's, you it's really fun to have you here I consider him a friend but yeah we share office space so Kent works for social assurance he's in the client support area and I work with Strive, and uh, my boss is co-founder of Class Intercom, and his boss, Ben Pankinen, owner of Social Assurance, is also a co-founder. So that's how that works. There's about five companies in our office space, and it's been really fun to get to know him. So yeah, welcome to the show, Kent. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Um, let's get started about 
yourself, um, how you got to social assurance really, and what your journey looked like from um, schooling in high school to college to where you are now. Yeah, well, and we were just discussing it before you started recording, but um, my kind of altered path for education and, and career started um, really in homeschooling. So uh, I loved homeschooling. Um, I was homeschooled for three years, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. And it just offered some opportunities that like you would never get anywhere else. Um, so I, my, my most memorable field trip was we went to Ghana, Africa. So, um, we were there for two weeks visiting refugees from Sierra Leone. There was a civil war there. My parents used to be missionaries there. So anyway, that, that, um, led to, you know, some experiences that really were very educational, really did teach me a lot about, the world and different cultures and different people. And, uh, that gave me just a love for travel, um, as well as uh, the desire in college then to study abroad. And that was like my number one priority in high school was to study abroad. And that led me into, um, pursuing a German degree, which wasn't the kind of the ordinary path there. Um, so I, I did do a German degree. I wanted uh, a skill that I could take out of college. Um, a lot of people were telling me really the degree, the piece of paper is all that matters. If you don't have something specific you want to do, um, then, then, uh, find something, you know, so I, I, I ended up choosing German, a language that I could take. And, um, I figured if I were to learn other languages later down the road, that would, that would assist me as well. But anyway, so that um, that path just kind of led me to pursue different career options. Um, I started off in insurance, about the most boring thing you could do. Um, and from there, I went and uh, quit my insurance job and started a tech startup. So um, yeah, so I, I've been all over the board. Um, I've done some normal things and I've done some out there things. That is so cool. Thanks for sharing that. So you mentioned you started a tech startup company. And can you share a little bit about what that business is? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the actual name of the company, the LLC, is Utilize LLC. And we actually do make software um, for Utilize LLC, but our big um, our big kind of push was Twerk. So that was our main product. Um, so it stands for to work. Um, so the idea is that you can put your tools to work. So you can look on our on our app and it's a two-sided marketplace. So you, if you need a hammer drill, you find somebody in your area that has a hammer drill, you can rent it. We take care of all the insurance involved in that and all the, um, all the transactional kind of stuff, the deposit, um, and then obviously a rating system so that people know they're working with the legit people. Um, but yeah, so that's what twerk is. Yeah. So I think one of the main reasons that we wanted you on the show today, and there was a lot of them, but one of the main ones is that it sounds like you have your hands in a lot of different pots. Um, it's quite impressive that you have a full-time job, the side gig of twerk, a podcast, and not to mention you're newly married with a baby. Yes. And so how do you find time to balance all of that? How do you prioritize? Um, yeah, I think our listeners would love some insight on that. 
Yeah. Well, um, number one is that I picked the greatest wife in the world. So that, that's the first step. Um, so yeah, Jenny is a huge help, um, with that. I'm very supportive. Um, she is an occupational therapy assistant and so she's, she uh, brings home the bacon and I, I do, I have my, my fingers in a lot of pies. So, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot going on. So how, how to balance that? Um, obviously time management is a huge part of that. Um, and just being good at prioritization. So, um, right now with my business, I'm not involved on a daily basis. So you have to know how much time you have to commit to every, everything. So, um, the biggest thing, and, and, I, I didn't learn this anywhere else, but just starting a business, but you start to realize what are the, what, how many hours do I have in a day and what are the things I need to do today that's actually going to get me further down the road. So is this going to make money? Is this going to teach me a, a new skill that's going to be valuable to me? Or is this something that falls into one of my other priorities, like my family? Um, so there's a little bit of that, but we, especially with a business, you can fall into the trap of trying to do everything and burning yourself out on stuff that does matter, but isn't really, it's just kicking the can down further down the road. It's just, um, custodial work basically. Um, the idea of knowing how valuable your time is and, you know, even if you have to set a number, to, I, you know, my time is worth $30 an hour. If there's something I can do that's worth $16 an hour, I need to be hiring somebody to do that. Um, and that, that obviously plays a huge role in a business. But as you start to think about that in your home, like, am I doing my taxes or am I having somebody else do them? Am, you know, am I doing my lawn or am I have having somebody else do that? Um, so you start to think about finances in a completely different way um, to optimize that in order to boost the time that I get to spend with my family. And then at the beginning of the show, we kind of talked a lot about how you had this non-traditional school experience. I mean, not many people can say they got to go to Ghana for a school field trip and then study German. Do you feel like a lot of what you've learned came from not having that non-traditional experience do you feel like you missed out do you feel like it was better what are your thoughts on that yeah no I I think absolutely I mean um just just having that I want I don't want to say priority but having a value of doing things and seeing things differently than the rest of the crowd is very valuable um and a lot of times is hard, uh, because people don't get it. Um, but yes, absolutely. I mean, just breaking from that line of thinking, um, allows you to kind of take a step back and view things for what they really are and not getting caught up in, you know, minutia or the weeds of like daily life. And, you know, especially as a, as when I was younger, you know, all these relationships that seem super important, now don't unless they built me up in some way or led me to something else the the day-to-day kind of stuff just didn't doesn't affect me now 
Um, and so to realize that there's day-to-day stuff now that in 10 years isn't going to matter. I mean, unless it builds me up or unless I'm building somebody else up. So, um, yeah, it, I think it definitely allows you to take a step back and say, you know, I could really get into the weeds and spend a lot of time arguing about this or doing this when it really doesn't matter. And, you know, this person means well, you know, whatever it may, may be just trusting people. I'm totally following your path here, Kent. And like, that is really inspiring just sitting here listening to it. Um, and it's about experiences and the people you meet and like how you're building bridges instead of burning them. And when I'm working with my students, that's like what I'm always trying to communicate about, like just try things and be curious. Uh, Professor John Schrader, uh, who works with our students, who speaks at our conferences, always says that every time we speak, he's like, be curious, ask questions. And I think you were just the epitome of that. Um, And it's so cool to hear that story. And um, I'm already excited to go share it. But what's been some challenging things um, taking a non-traditional route going to Germany, um, or even starting this side business. Uh, you kind of talked about time management. I can see how that would be challenging, but what else have you experienced? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think that you definitely have to, especially when you take a non-traditional approach to things, you have to realize what you're sacrificing. Um, and I, I think the, the gain is is definitely worth it. I mean, depending on what it is, you know, there are reasonable limits to that, but I think it's always worth it, but there's always a very high cost associated with it. Um, Coming out of college with a German degree, you get asked by everyone, why the heck did you study German? Because, you know, people have this view that you you go to college, you get a uh, reasonable job, you make a reasonable wage, and then you climb your way up the ladder. And that's like the American dream for some people. My American dream is pretty much the opposite, where like I want to get a foundation and then break all the rules and see what I can do. Um, and I, I, I think, yeah, I, obviously I think my American dream is a little bit better, but there, <laughs> there, there is, um, there, there are definitely sacrifices when you see people coming out of college and instantly getting a job, making money. Um, it, it, it can definitely be enviable and to realize, Hey, like that's not my success story. Um, and there are going to be sacrifices. I might not make as much money, um, early. In fact, I won't make as much money earlier on. Um, but this is a step that is teaching me. Um, and, and it's very easy to get into something that makes money and then kind of coast, um, because you do have these other priorities. So constantly just questioning your ability to produce as well. But there are, there are high costs associated with that. In fact, I want to, I want to talk about this because you and I have talked about this, Sarah, but, um, you hear all these people who in, intend to travel. They're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go there someday. And I'm like, well, where have you been in the past two years? And if they're like, well, I've never been out of the country. I'm like, you're never going to, I mean, <laughs> you, like odds are, you know, unless you make a ton of money and then you can retire early and then you can divert funds and it's convenient for you, you're not going to do it. Because if you really prioritize travel, you would do it. Even if you're making 26 grand a year, you're going to travel somewhere. You're going to make it happen. 
and you realize too what the costs are. That's time I'm not working. That's time, you know, plane tickets are expensive. So realizing that cost benefit and then also realizing the the, co- the benefits way outweigh the costs when when it's related to travel. That's a conversation Sarah and I have probably weekly, just not necessarily prioritizing travel, which we both like to do, but the fact that not going the traditional pass, path does leave a lot of room for, well, what if? And there are a lot of things that people kind of like us give up with not wanting to go to a big university, get a degree in business, and then go work for the nearest sales agency. And those are the people that you see that are getting to go on these big, expensive work trips and going on trips with their families. And there are a lot of things that you give up. But I think, like you said, there's a lot more to gain because you do get flexibility. You get flexibility with your time, with your family's time, with your friend's time. And and that's something that if that's something you value, then this kind of line of work and side hustles and startups like that's really the appeal. And it, like you said, like it's not the American dream. And so like I'll even admit, like when I tell friends that I'm working part time, they're like, but why you have a degree? And it's like because I love what I'm doing and that matters more to me than a big paycheck at the end of the day, which just doesn't compute with a lot of people right now because money is the end game. But for me, that just that doesn't leave me happy. That doesn't leave me satisfied. So kind of going off of that and you touched on it a little bit, like what have been the big rewards you've seen not going with the grain and kind of making your own path? And like you said, getting a foundation and then breaking all the rules. I love that. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing is it's allowed me to kind of uh, break my stereotypes, break my status quo, um, and rebuild it to be something better. Um, never be afraid to kind of break something down and restart it. Um, education is really important, but you, but formal education is only a tiny subset of education. I think, Um, One of the biggest things um, that I've kind of fixated on is um, the idea of, I want to steal a term somebody used, but it's called talent stacking, where you, it's not that you're flighty and bouncing around to different things, but you build skill in something and take it somewhere and do something with it. Do a project. If it's like coding make something with that if it's knitting make a sweater even (laughs) if it's terrible like get a sweater that you're proud of because you learned a new skill and I don't think the type of skill really limits learning like knitting may may seem pretty trivial but when you're engaging your brain and learning new skills I I mean I, I just think you should be doing that at every moment in your life where you're you're building those skills Um, and, and breaking from the status quo allows you to see things that way. Now, yeah, I'll I'll leave it there. Did that, did that address your question? Absolutely. Definitely. I'm, we're like writing things down, like, oh, talent stacking, learning new things. Like that's, that's so cool and refreshing for me, but so refreshing for our students and teachers who are listening to this podcast. 
All right, Kent, time for our rapid fire questions. This yeah. is a consistent thing we do in our podcast, and it's really fun uh, to hear about um, these questions we're going to ask you. So <laughs> to begin, what book is in your hand? The book in my hand, well, there are several at any given moment. Um, the one I want to point out is Peak. Uh, the, I don't know what the subtext is. Uh, exploring the new science of expertise or something like that. Um, so peak is by an author called Anders Ericsson and he has basically devoted his life to studying practice and what he calls deliberate practice. Um, and it's incredible actually what people can accomplish just by taking five, 10, 30 minutes a day and just deliberately practicing. Um, I mean, astonishing things. I wish I had an example of it, but I, I can't. Well, um, perfect pitch. People used to think you had to be born with it. And it was like one in 10,000 people had perfect pitch. And they've now discovered that if they, there's a certain age where if you teach kids perfect pitch, it can be learned by anyone. And so it's just this amazing book about how deliberately practicing and, and working on skills can make you, can turn you into an incredible person and you can do crazy, amazing things. I just read a book and it's very similar. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Very similar, but it's more about habit forming, but yep. goes into that practicing thing where if you yep. literally just take five minutes of your day, think about what you're physically doing with your mind and body it yep. like changes everything. So I definitely am going to have to put peak on my list. Yeah, yes, definitely. And going off of that, I've been trying to draw for at least like yeah. five minutes a day. Yeah. Yep. And it has helped so much. I started like at the new year of 2019 and I just feel so much more inspired and like just your craft, you know, um, yep. continues to increase. But that is so funny. And I'm not surprised that you're reading that book. Sounds yeah. like a Kent Seavers book. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Number two, what voice is in your ear? Ah. Uh. I, I would have to say right now it would be Scott Adams. Um, so he's the creator of Dilbert and he is, he's who I stole the talent stack thing from. He's got a book called, um, how to fail at almost everything and still win big. And, uh, that, that's the whole premise of the book is building these talent stacks. Um, so he, he talks about how like Dilbert, like he's kind of funny. He had some experience in the corporate world and he was a not very good drawer, but when he put all those skills together, mm -hmm. he made Dilbert. And mm -hmm. so it turned into this, you know, millions of dollars for him. So, um, that that's, he, he also has a podcast, uh, or a vlog. So he, he, he's simultaneously the most infuriating person to listen to, but he ha he says some things that you will never hear anywhere else. So that's, I got to say, who's in my head right now. Cool. <laughs> we'll have to take a listen. I love the diversity we're getting. We get a lot of like Gary Vee and yep. like we hear a lot well. of it, like we're in like our strive bubble is what I call it. And so we get a lot yep. of the same content pushed out among all five of us that work together. So it's yep. really nice that we're getting this like new insight from Kent because <laughs> I'm like adding things to listen to <laughs> now. <laughs> so good. Um, okay. Final question. What is on your mind? What is on my mind right now? Um, <laughs> um, well, I, I am uh, learning to code. Um, building my experience with code 
Um, so I want to be more involved in my business um, and also in the, the business of social assurance. Um, I am also trying to become a pilot. So those are the two things that are most on my mind as, as well as my family and my, my five-year-old daughter. So, yeah. So we kind of like to wrap the episodes up with a little bit of inspiration. So if you could give yourself one piece of advice um, to your younger self or to yourself right now, what do you think it would be? Oh my gosh. I have so much advice, guys. <laughs> I have so much great advice. Um, I think the biggest piece of advice is to be careful how you define yourself. Um, I think when I was younger, I was very scared to be, to tell myself and tell, communicate to other people that I wanted things, that I wanted to go out on dates with girls or that I wanted to be an athlete and play soccer and stuff like that. And so I would tell myself like, well, I'm not the kind of person who spends all day at the gym. Like I, you know, I, I do this or I'm not obsessed with like money and that kind of stuff. So I, I, I'm the kind of person who does, you know, this and this defining yourself leads to who you become. And some of the ways that I defined myself when I was younger made me into somebody I didn't want to be really. Um, so I would tell myself, you know, don't be afraid to be the guy who goes to the gym and asks out girls and, you know, makes money. Um, because those are good things. They're not everything. Um, and I did have some priorities, right? But don't be afraid to, to be those things. That's awesome. That is so true, Kent. I'm really glad you just shared that. Like, you're only, there's only one Kent Sievers, and there's only <laughs> one Alyssa Ullman, and one Sarah Bruni. And if you're not being yourself, then you're just doing yourself um, a disfavor. Yeah, a, a disservice, a disfavor. Who knows? Yeah. Them, whichever. <laughs> but that is so cool. Okay, final question, Kent. <laughs> um, you you kind of mentioned coding and becoming a pilot, but what's next mm. professionally and personally? Yeah, well, that 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 is kind of what's coming next for me. Um, I yeah, I, I want to um, learn to code. Um, I want to make my own website. I want to um, be proficient in our language that we use for utilize, so that I can um, work on software and build wealth for my own company, as well as the company I'm working for now. Uh, social assurance and I want to fly <laughs> that's awesome well we are so thankful you were able to join us this week um I think it's really cool like you were like Sarah and I were joking you were our first grown-up so we <laughs> really appreciate you taking time out of your job to be here but I think we're gonna call that a podcast and we'll talk to you guys next week <laughs>